And, and part of this, you know, we try to explain that don't think of so much about, oh, I'm going to exit in three years. I need to know 10 years out, what, what, what goes into the value of a business? How, how do I know? How do I measure the value of my business? How do I know to, what to tell my financial advisor? You know, a huge part of my estate is wrapped up in my business. Well, what is that worth? So first of all, understanding like this, your guy, what is my business worth? What do I need to get it to? So first off is just understanding what goes into the value of a business. Back to the Apex Business Advisors Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined, as always, with the real host of the show, President of Apex Business Advisors, Doug Hubler. Doug, how are you today, sir? Well, thanks for having me again today. Thank you for being here. And thanks for doing the intro. Next week, we're doing something that, that we haven't done yet. We're bringing a guest. Really? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Success story next Who is week. It? Do you know? I do know. Okay. I will tell you. Do you want to reveal it? <laughs> I will reveal or, it next week. I will okay, reveal it to okay. you as you. Outside uh, of this? Outside of this as you okay. do your hours of prep for our show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to uh, tack on a story to the one that you told last week of the gentleman that had the bike store. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his business was, wasn't necessarily the value of what he thought it would be. Right. And I had an inquiry this week from a gentleman wanting to sell his business and uh, profitable business, good revenue, uh, revenue near uh, just right at or just over a million dollars, very consistent for the past uh, four to five years. And when I first started talking to him, I asked him, well, you know, the first question that we ask, well, why do you want to sell your business? Like, oh, I'm just really getting tired and burnt out and... You know, I want to go back to this, you know, and I haven't really done a good job of really growing. I I have this one customer that, that really is a lot of the oh, business. Oh, ding, ding, ding. And I he was like. He should have stopped with, <laughs> I'm just kind of burned out. <laughs> I said, well, how much of the business are they? And he's like, well, you know, I, I probably get about 900, a little over 900,000 a year from them. And I said, oh, well, so. And your other, do you have other clients? And yeah, I've got two others, and I, I probably get twenty-five out of one and fifty out of another. <laughs> so we've got, let's say, like let's 90%. just percent. Yeah, for easy math's sake, <laughs> we get. Uh, we're we're just going to be generous to the twenty-five thousand dollar client that's probably his house, and right. say that that's fifty. So we have one client that gives you nine hundred uh, grand, and we have two others that give you a combined 100 to make up your million dollars. We rounded up on the 100. And so, you know, and then I was I was out on the, uh, the the big company's website, and I noticed that they had a job posting for what I do. <laughs> and so I asked them about it. Oh, oh yeah, uh, we're going to bring this in-house Q3. <laughs> and so he, wants, hurts. so he wants to know what his business is worth. He asked me, what's my business worth? And I said... I got to be honest, nothing. It's worth, I said, because you're going to have to disclose that you're losing 90% of your revenue. And so we can't sell your business off of the cash flow that you've had. So really we're looking at what are, what's the sale value of your trucks and the franchise territory. You know, now he has a, it's a major metropolitan in the 
the uh, the country here. So he has rights to that huge city, uh, top ten city in in okay. the country. So he has exclusive rights to that. So there's some value there, but the person that was, is essentially buying rights to that territory and his truck. It's just buying basically a brand new franchise, really. He's he's in this huge market, and he's got one client. Well, two. No, I mean, <laughs> really. Yes, right now yes. he has one. Right, the new right. person would have two. Two to start. Two, two to, to really start. So get them going. Yeah, so they're starting at a at a level of a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, they're not right. starting at zero. Yeah. But close enough. Right. So that uh, was interesting that we talked about that last week, yeah. and then I had that call. And one of the things that you had talked about last week was customer concentration. We didn't mm-hmm. really dive too much into a real-life impact of how customer concentration can derail you in a sale. And, you know, if, if we catch this guy in an honest moment six months ago, he probably doesn't want to sell. Right. But right. Yeah, he, everything was gravy then. Yeah, and right. he, he's losing his, his main client, and now he's burnt out. Right. He's burnt out him seriously burnt out immediately. Yes, and he's yeah. probably burnt out uh-huh. from uh and and he admitted to me and I'll I'll wrap with this. He admitted to me he's like I, I don't have the energy to to go out and find to another it. to build it again. Yeah. Yeah. And so it it really is one of those things where it requires somebody with new energy and he needs new to motivation. build it and he needs to build it with 20 clients, mm-hmm. not two or three. Yeah. Right. Yeah, have that main staple and then build around yeah. it. What about, okay, so I had a call today. I think we've talked about it. Why Why have a broker? Actually from a buyer who was interested in some help. And he uh, had been talking to a seller who was not using a broker and just came up with a price on their business. Um, had no understanding and no knowledge of what this business was worth, but wanted three times estimated cash flow plus a value for all the equipment it takes to run the business. So he really wanted seven times cash flow. I didn't need to charge a retainer from the buyer to tell him that it's a little high. We would not have taken that listing had, had that seller talked to us. This really does hit on our topic this week as far as when should you look to sell your business? Yeah, and, and so your example, your first example, uh, customer concentration, huge customer concentration. We, we rarely see that level, 90% with one customer. And that person, um, just for the planning purposes, how long would it take him to get to a, like a, a reasonable level for customer concentration might be 10%. You know, when it starts getting over that, it gets pretty risky. So it could it could take somebody years to overcome that part of it, and, and he may he may never like like he was at that point where he had no energy to grow the business and and to gain new customers, even if if he didn't go to the job board and see that they were hiring to bring that in. I mean, it, it, and I think there would it just makes it so difficult, even if you said okay, well I still want to sell even if I don't get. What I what I wish I could get out of it, it's still trying to find. You got to find a buyer who wants that. You know, it just becomes down to just marketability at that point. And so you are almost just selling a brand new franchise location. And and that might be a case for the franchisor to actually sell, resell it 
Yeah, to come in and basically yeah. quote unquote take it back it's, over. Yeah, and then they're back to selling the dream. Not a not a historically successful franchise. Yeah. When would you suggest somebody start their exit planning process? Early. And and part of this, you know, we try to explain that don't think of so much about, oh, I'm going to exit in three years. I need to know 10 years out, what, what, what goes into the value of a business? How, how do I know? How do I measure the value of my business? How do I know to, what to tell my financial advisor? You know, a huge part of my estate is wrapped up in my business. Well, what is that worth? So first of all, understanding like this, your guy, what is my business worth? What do I need to get it to? So first off is just understanding what goes into the value of a business. And then I'll say, okay, well, if I'm going to be exiting, if I want to retire or if I want to sell, let's say three to five years is really a good time to get down to specifics on, on how to set that up what the process is to go through and kind of what to anticipate in a sale. And some of those things that those anticipation things are going to be, we're going to have some economic considerations. What am I going to walk away with? What am I walking away with? And one thing that we also counsel people to look at and and speak to their accountant, the accountants need to be involved a little bit in that conversation as far as how are you going to structure it as far as inventory and equipment and goodwill and consulting and because there are huge tax considerations to those and we're not CPAs we can't advise people on that but it is a it's a massive consideration that and you touched on this in a previous episode previous episode about sometimes they realize they can't sell their business because the taxes are going to eat them up yeah you know I think sometimes people are too fearful about the tax part of it um, most of the time in a sale with the types of businesses that we're selling, much of the consideration is paid in goodwill. And we're looking at a lower tax rate on that. Um, that's, you know, a capital gains tax rate, which is really low compared to ordinary income. But you're right. It's understanding what that is, how much goes to recapturing depreciation, how much is going to go to consulting and those those things. And that's part of the negotiation and the deal too. But people tend to get really wrapped up around taxes and at some point they do have to get paid. So it's not a reason not to sell, it's just knowing what the what the net is going to be. Timing also plays into this huge, you know, and sometimes timing is timing's luck in a lot of ways. Um, we talked about restaurants, current day. Mm-hmm. Bars. Yeah, you're looking at basically a one multiple. Yeah, the last two years have been really rough in that industry. And so you may have done all your all of this planning three, five, seven years out. You're ready to sell now, mm-hmm. and you can't sell it. Right. Because the multiple that you would take is you're not going to get anything out of it. No, and and there's... A problem with the market right now as far as just the buyers looking to acquire an existing restaurant or bar, a lot of people would prefer starting from scratch, starting their own brand or their own concept. And banks seem to be more willing to finance new concepts 
versus an existing business. But, you know, we've got two things to deal with there. We've got the buyers in the market looking to uh, take on a restaurant that's probably had difficulty over the last two years. And then banks that are just not willing to finance restaurants and or they're looking at much larger down payments and probably some seller financing to get it done. And that's, you know, we talk about timing too and being whether it's luck, you know, 10 years ago in the financial crisis, it was a situation where you couldn't sell manufacturing, you couldn't sell construction businesses because of the downturn in, in the economy. We could sell other businesses, but all of a sudden everybody wanted to exit those particular industries. And you don't know that. A year ahead of time, nobody's going to guess that. So there is the timing of the of the uh, economy and and what's going on. So then we have to we have to deal around that. But some of the controllables that you can control would be, I think we call it tidying up your business. When we talk about tidying up the business, is do you have management in place or do you have an owner that's doing everything? Yeah. Well, what about one of the, the, the real basic things is, do you have financial statements or you run out of a checkbook, right? I mean, you have a difficult time selling a business where they don't have clean financial statements. Some management system that's easy to get reports and easy to share and something that a buyer's accountant can review. And literally painting the office because the old owner was a chain smoker. It, contracts in place with key customers, key vendors, that's something that's also critical when you're tidying up your business. You know, we're talking about really the, the management in the business. What's going to keep them involved in the transition? You know, the other thing, too, that as you're going through and tidying up, and we talked about this last week as well, on equipment. Is your equipment up to date? Is the serv- are the service logs on that equipment up to date? Has it been serviced regularly? One of the things that I just wrote up an offer this morning, and one of the key contingencies that the buyer made sure to write in there was that they got the chance to inspect the equipment. Yeah, I mean, it just makes I mean, it makes sense. A buyer's going to want working equipment. So for, for a business owner to, to go into it, under, I mean, they understand that. They want to make sure that, you know, that they've got a maintenance contracts or at least they've got somebody to call to, to prove that the, the equipment's working properly. And the same thing when they're calculating the inventory that's going to be included in the sale price. Is this usable inventory or is this obsolete stuff that oh is gosh. just sitting on the on the shelf that, yeah. you know, we've switched vendors and I'm trying to sell you $100,000 of inventory, but I'm part of a franchise and really $75,000 of it is, is wasted. Right. And that's an important piece of the deal is making sure that your inventory is is segregated from what's usable and what is scrap let's say and it's happened before where a buyer goes in after the closing and says oh wow i found out that half of my inventory isn't usable anymore and that was after 60 days of due diligence seller never disclosed that so something that definitely needs to be looked at and questioned yeah, which could lead into really kind of the last thing. If you have any lawsuits or any compliance <laughs> issues lawsuits, or, right. you know, those things, we want to go ahead and get those cleaned up mm-hmm. as well, get those out of the way, settled, resolved it at some point, because it's very difficult to sell a business that has a, a pending lawsuit on it. 
Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at this, there these are these are just a few items we talked about here. There's there's a lot to go through with an owner and a business. And part of that is for us just to really get a good handle on the business, spend some time at the business looking around and having, you know, an interview with with the seller. And so before they ever go to market, we've got a good handle on the business and can give them some advice and maybe work with their accountant, their attorney, their financial advisor as a team to help them get ready for this. So you've got everybody working toward the same goal. You've got three to five years to figure that out. It's a, it's a kind of a good insurance policy. Well, and we hope that we've given people good advice. And for more information on Apex, you can go to our website. That's the best place really to find out buying, selling listings. Get in contact with the team, Doug and I, or any of the other brokers in the office that uh, we'll be introducing one of those next week. We'll have a we'll have a guest. The success story. The success story. So, uh, any last thoughts before we before we wrap for the week? I just can we talk about um, deals done too. I mean, besides the success story next week, we should probably just mention the deals yeah. that have been I mean, closed. We, yeah, what did we close this week? We closed one um, last week. It was a, um, let's call it, and we have to be careful about the description, right? Because it's still confidential. But it was a, I'll call it a countertop stone granite manufacturing business in the Kansas City metro area. Um, six, that was another successful close, and maybe that'll be in a future podcast. That was a, uh, that was a, that was a good deal. Yes, was it a was. Lot of, uh, that one was anything but smooth all the way through. Right. That's right. And we can talk about that. But it, it was one that we, we were able to get it to the finish line. And right. At the end of the day, that's really what we're trying to do, is help people get these to the, get these to the finish line. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to next week's success story. This was a great conversation. Yeah, thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for joining me as always. And thank you guys. Have a great week. And as my kids would say, looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam. <laughs>